If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Circle K is America's thirst stop. And Dave's. Especially when Dave needs refreshments for family movie night. So Dave heads straight to Circle K, where he grabs icy Polar Pop cups and frosters for the kids and chilled beer for the grown-ups. Enjoy family movie night, Dave. We'll be here for you all summer long. And right now at Circle K, score with 28-ounce body armor drinks. Any flavor, three for $5. So make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world. You're going online with Bill Alexander. Laugh and learn while you listen to a brilliant display of radio. Online, online. with Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander. Good day, everyone. Yours truly, William Eric Alexander. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to hear it about it all night. And all my friends call me Bill. And you're online with Bill Alexander here on 107.5 FM WLDJ. Also on WMCK.FM and also on Mixtape Radio International at mtri.co.uk. Radio Rehoboth at RadioRehoboth.com, 91.1 FM. SteelFM.org, Awakens.eu. And there's three more stations coming online before the end of the month, so we'll see what happens there. Anyway, on the phone tonight, we have a guest that we've had on the program multiple times. But before I have her on, I have to—I mean, I'm, I'm looking for theme music for people now. And since since the woman is selling marinara sauce, I thought this was appropriate. Now, it it could be just me. If you're not familiar with that, that is Michael Nesmus from a TV program he did, oh, almost 30, maybe even 40 years ago, called TV Parts. On the phone line right now, we have actress, comedian, and cookbooker, Anna Vicino. Anna, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I never would have chosen that song (laughs) for my theme song, William Eric Alexander, and I am gobsmacked and thrilled. I'm sure you I'm sure you are. When I whenever so explain to the audience about the tomato the the marinara sauce that you're selling. I am I am okay, listen. This you're gonna go straight out the gate with the well. Gravy. You're That's you're fine. you're chilling for it, so I figured we might as well get people to buy it now. Perfect. Let's do that. 
I uh, here here's the deal. I write cookbooks. I make a lot of food in my house, and I, it has been a lifelong dream of mine to turn some of those recipes into products that people can buy at the grocery store. Because okay. the fact of the matter is, when you decide, because you, you know, but maybe the audience doesn't know, my cookbooks are a, a sugar-free, grain-free approach to cooking. And um, so then when you start to become aware of like how much food companies put sugar in everything, right? Like your, your mayonnaise, your ketchup, your, you know, all that stuff, you go, even t tomato sauce, even marinara has sugar added in it. And you go, well, how... <laughs> How can I do this? And I've always said, we'll make it homemade. And then people say, but that's a pain in the butt. And I say, yeah, but, you know, it doesn't have the sugar in it. So now I'm I'm figuring that I can make it. Okay. It doesn't have the sugar. You can trust me because you can trust my cookbooks. And now hopefully you can trust me. Trust my sauce. Okay. It's going to be real good. It's my recipe so made on a larger scale. Now, your recipe, where did your recipe come from? Um, it came from a hybridization of my time in Italy. Okay. Uh, back in 94. Okay. So, uh, you know, going to all different regions and you kind of see the different uh, ways that the, everybody makes their basic red sauce. And when I travel, I like to go in the kitchen and talk to the, the, the grandma who's in the kitchen who's cooking. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> At least in Italy in the 90s, there's a lot of grandmas cooking in the kitchen. Um, of, of the of the locals only type of place. So mine came from that, and then I also because I grew up eating ragu from a jar, <laughs> which is everyone's always like, oh my gosh, you didn't have an Italian grandmother who taught you how to cook? No, my Italian grandmother was not. Uh, she 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 was in a different way. We'll get into that when we talk about the mental illness episode <laughs> that you and I do when we drink. Oh, scotch, we'll I can't wait that. to do that. I'm looking That'll forward to that. Very exciting. No, so I, I learned by going there and being like, hold on, this is not this is not the marinara sauce, the red sauce that I grew up with. We called it spaghetti sauce. Right. Up. Okay. Now, your husband is from the McKees Rocks, and for those of you listening to us in the Pittsburgh area, they know there's a very high Italian population in the Rocks. Yes. Did any of that influence? Father, who's from the Rocks, my husband uh, grew up in Wexford, so oh, he got wow. way far away. Yeah, we won't hold that against him. I grew up in Mars, which is only fifteen minutes down the road from Wexford. His, so, and his parents live in Mars now. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Mars before there was traffic. Just to let you know, there um, was no when I. That's how long we've been married. There was no traffic in Mars. There was only one Kmart in Mars at one time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the reason I say that is because I have my uncle, who was my uh, my second uncle, my uncle Andy, owned an Italian restaurant in the Rocks, and my aunt Irene actually took his recipe and made it for the family. Which again, when it comes from a family recipe, it's just amazing. Unfortunately, I haven't had that in probably about twenty years because I don't see her as much as I probably should. Right, but right. It, it's just being able to bring that whole family thing in. And one thing I've noticed during COVID-19, which I, I don't think is ever going to end, and don't call me a pessimist for saying that, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would call you a realist. Thank you. Point. Is that we're noticing that people are sitting down with families again to have dinner. Yes. Because there's nowhere else to go. There's nothing else to do. We're all together having dinner. And I yeah. think with what you're preparing and from what I've been watching you do, 
you are trying to invite the family back into the kitchen again. My evil plan to get the family back into the kitchen together has been working. And I'm sorry that it took me unleashing this terrible virus. <laughs> Don't do not say that because there'll be a conspiracy theorist out there blaming oh, I you. Know there will be. Oh, my God. No, it's it's. Listen, I don't need to make light of what's going on. It's horrible in the news all the time. Right. I am very lucky that I have not rendezvoused with anything, especially considering I didn't realize at the beginning of this, I would be quarantining with my Lithuanian contractor. And we're still <laughs> together. It's been six months. What is he building Come now? On. Um there's so much happening. And uh, listen, it's fine. We we all go get tested together. <laughs> we, we all, it's just, it is what it is. That just sounds really creepy. But <laughs> it, it is. It, it really is very creepy. And I didn't I didn't anticipate all this happening. I, and look, I'm really lucky. I, I have had a lot of friends of mine who've dealt with it or yeah, have sure. had parents or relatives die from it. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's awful. However... If we can look at an upside, it is people are cooking at home, and and it's also very bad for the restaurant industry, and, right? And uh, which I feel horrible about, and um, but you know, get some skills going at home. Um, you have no choice. I, I I hate to say this, and I'm being selfish here, but I was so looking forward to meeting you in June at your book signing in Pittsburgh, I know. and I, know I was know. watching when the governor in Pennsylvania was taking us from phase red to phase green in Maine. I'm going, maybe there's a chance that she'll be coming back here. But unfortunately, California didn't really ever leave, you know, phase pale red, you know, (laughs) pale red. Yeah. Okay. Like we, we didn't, we tried to go to orange for like five seconds. Like they tried to open the nail salon and that, and it was like, nope, rescinded. So (laughs) where did your daughter quarantine it? Because I know she was she, in New York. She's in New. She's in New York still. Ooh. Yeah, but you know what? New York's doing a lot better than yes. the rest of the country You're right, right now. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Because they did it. You know what I mean? They they quarantined. They wore their masks. They they stayed at home, and it stunk, and it was horrible. But they they, you know, it was bad there, and uh, they have it a lot more under control. I don't think. I don't think indoor dining is going to open anytime soon in New York. I think that's going to be next year. Well, we're, where we're at in PA, they actually started doing indoor dining um, at 25% capacity. And uh, last week... How, the, and how is that working out as far as like productivity and profitability with the restaurants? It's Are not. Are they able to do it? it they're yeah, they're doing tough. it because they have to, but right. it's really not working out for them. There was a protest here last week that um, they were protesting opening up 100%. And there were actually restaurants in the state that were open 100% capacity. But I, in my opinion, why would you do that and then basically negate everything we've worked so far, hard for to get to this point so we can open things back up again? But um, I'm not a business owner, and I, I don't know where they're coming from. It's so, it's so tough, and it's so nasty out there that the the vitriol and right. the, the the rage is really nasty and i think that we have to respect what people want to do with their level of comfort agreed and just let them I, i'm not super comfortable with um getting out there and doing stuff but that's also because i make my entire living by using my voice and if i get sick i lose my job yeah so and, that, and, that, and that's a valid I, point that I really is i don't have job security in that way so you know. with that, speaking other than working on the cookbook and on your food videos that you're doing, which you've been do- doing quite a few of them now, um, yeah. are you doing anything else 
in the industry, um, I know you're doing voiceover work, but anything new that has been done within the last three months that you weren't doing before? No, in fact, it's ground to a halt because they're not able to shoot a lot of new stuff. If you guys out there are watching the commercials, you can see that like they're shooting one person in their living room. Right. You know, and like uh, it's not, you know, commercials aren't really TV shows are, are halted right now. And I, you know, I'm the I'm the comedy and reality show voice for NBC for the network. Right. And, you know. There's not they're they're doing the best they can, but you know I think that they're getting some shows from other places that stuff can't go into production, and if stuff can't go into production, it's really hard to uh, promo something that doesn't exist. Well, it's, or you're just promoting repeats. It's you know? really it's really hard for us to watch the stuff that's going on because everything we're seeing still has a live audience of sorts, and it is it's very like strange, this it? is really weird. For example, mm-hmm. I was my new favorite TV show because I love Rob Riggle. Um, is Holy Moly He's Two, great. and everybody's wearing well, winter I coats. This. I don't know this program. You don't know Holy Moly Two? It's a miniature <laughs> golf competition. Oh, <laughs> already I'm laughing. That's great. Uh, well, the, the the hole tonight, which was the the individual got a hole in one on the hole called Uranus, which was hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. And watching Rob Riggle talk. What's that? It It, writes itself. Well, Seth Curry is the one producing it. So watching Rob Riggle talk about Uranus for five minutes is (laughs) is just entertaining. But but it was recorded last December and last January before this all started because everybody in the galleries are wearing heavy winter coats because it was shot outside. Mm -hmm. And it's really odd watching it in mid-August. It, with 95 degree heat, depending on where you are, and everybody's standing out there freezing as they uh, watch this program. So that's what is, is very uncomfortable for a lot of us, because we don't know where our next entertainment's coming from. And and I hate to say this, and I'm one of these guys, because I produce, there's only so many podcasts or radio shows you can listen to <laughs> where, where content doesn't just start duplicating itself. It really, it really is starting to... to... It's like a snake eating its own tail at this yeah. point. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, it is it is tricky. And, I, and I've been saying to my friends who are writers, I'm like, if you can come up with a really cool Zoom concept show, yeah. you could probably sell it and make a lot of money right now because so, <laughs> they are looking for content. Are, your, uh, um, are you and your husband collaborating on anything? Because I think you could do that online. We are, but unfortunately, the two shows that we have in development that are with a production company are are being pitched uh, for when we are post COVID and able to shoot stuff with each other. So you're actually so it, at TV, or is it for online content? TV, okay, for TV um, or streaming platform. Okay, but yeah, it's it's uh it is it is a really tricky time, and I know that like at least with the actors union. Um, the actors are all up in arms because the the Screen Actors Guild just raised all the minimums to make for to qualify for your health care, wow. like a bunch of a bunch of changes that they made. And, and actors are all up in arms and rightfully so, because nothing's shooting and there's no way to make any money to make your insurance minimum. So I'm very curious to see where all this is going to go. And early on. A lot of friends of mine who work in production, who work as line producers of shows, and for those of you guys who don't know, the line producer is the one who's responsible for the budget and the logistics of the actual show getting shot. And and talking to my line producer friends who've had they had to cancel stuff, you know, when shows get canceled, they file insurance claims. 
what happens when everyone's filing an insurance claim? What happens when the PPP stuff all goes out? And like, right. what happens when all this stuff kind of implodes? And I think everyone's just kind of holding on and going, oh, I hope that we all have jobs at the end of this. So, um, so with what you know. you're doing so with sauce, I'd like to sell some sauce. <laughs> well, I was, I was going okay, back to that. That all feels very stressful. I was going back to that. So with the Thank cooking you. videos that you do, are you shooting everything by yourself now? Because the last yes. time you and I talked, we talked about you would bring people in occasionally yes. to do the work. So how yeah. hard was it to transition from a, a, a crew to you doing it yourself? Well, it's hard because I'm not like, you know, Miss Lighting Pants and Miss Sound Expert and okay. Miss Camera Angle Expert, but you have to kind of learn all those skills. And so I, I stick more to when it's just me by myself or my husband and me, you know, he's there to help me and, with the setup and making sure everything's going okay. Right. I, I will shoot a lot of live video. I love live video. I love the not knowingness of it. You know, you pretty much know how your recipe's going to go, but who knows maybe something maybe you burn something maybe you forget about something maybe something doesn't boil correctly or set up correctly mm -hmm. and i like that aspect i also like it facebook live videos because people interact the whole time and you can talk about stuff you can answer questions and so i i have really been enjoying doing the live videos but yeah i don't think i'm going to be shooting anything that requires you know like i have a lot of professional <laughs> cooking videos on youtube those won't happen for a little while longer till i can get my team back because for me i don't I, I like the quality of those. I want to keep the quality of those, so, and then I can just do live video and have fun. So you mean your Lithuanian contractor just isn't helping? <sighs> no. <laughs> he is – listen, this man started on March 16th, and he's finished my kitchen, and he's finished a bathroom, and he's halfway through the other bathroom, and it's my fault because I'm like, well, what if we cut – a hole out of the wall and turn it into a door and then we build an outdoor shower and then what if we build a deck and then what if we and so it's my fault i i take responsibility and he's he's also he needs to go do another job and i'm like no no we're not done we're not done dude so i got you when you redid the kitchen did you redo it so you could actually have cameras in the kitchen Yes, I did. Okay. And now this is a new house, a new house that we bought that we haven't fully moved into yet because there's still so much construction. But yes, I uh, I did it so that I the 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 cooktop faces front because right now in my other cooking videos I can't really do the cooktop or else I'm turning my back. Yes, I. I not, that's not fun. No. Well, Who wants to see that nobody wants to watch. Depends that. on what you're wearing. But anyhow, that's um, true. <laughs> Nothing that exciting. So, so are you looking at pitching these once everything gets back to semi-normal states? Pitching these to the home cooking networks or what? Oh, I mean, if you're spending all this money on the kitchen, you might as but well I... try to make some money out of it, right? <laughs> well, listen, write I, it I, off. I, may, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. I'd be very curious about that. I'd be very curious if, if they'd be interested in a, in a low-carb thing on mainstream television or if I should just continue shooting it myself. And Because, and, listen, I, I, I sell my books and I sell my sauce and hopefully sell spice mixes very soon. Oh, good. awesome. And, and That's great. Dry rubs and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, when, when all of that launches, we'll see. It's, it's, it's hard to say. If you watch a traditional food channel – yeah. You'll see a lot of the sponsors are not foods that I put in my recipes. Okay. 
Did I say that diplomatically? Yes, you did. You said that very well. I was going to ask you about that because you're not doing any monetary gain from the YouTube videos. It's just to no. promote the cookbooks. Yeah. It's it's to kind of promote the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like I'm building it all, the whole thing, because I, I, I don't I don't want people to be afraid of cooking this way. People always say, ooh, cut out sugars and grains. Where's the fun? Right. That phrase drives me crazy, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I, because I, it's like, well, the fun is actually in the fat. Let's be honest. If you can eat fat, things taste a lot better. If you can eat fat in your food. Um, and you take away the sugar, yeah, it's uncomfortable for maybe a couple of days, but then you're good to go. And so if I can help to educate the people in cooking real food and eating it and getting excited about it, that's worth throwing some videos up on YouTube and, right. and eating that cost. Um, I know that a lot of us, especially me, gained weight during the quarantine mm. because mm -hmm. it was eating not because we had to. We had nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And I guess that's considered stress eating or comfort eating or whatever it is. My son, who is 20 years old, and we've talked to him about him before, he's a theater major that can't right. perform anywhere and all his classes go online starting next week which we don't know how they're going to do that how are they going to do that are they just going to each work on a monologue over they, zoom they, like do ibsen go he's he's a he's a junior and he's rethinking his career choice because we're hearing what's going on with broadway and with everything else that it's all a trickle down effect but anyway he has Listen, yeah pivot 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 oh. pivot and not, not that he doesn't have to still finish his studies or be an actor, but you just pivot in how you're going to deliver the content. Right. Well, he has a full scholarship, so yes, he's going to finish. Uh, <laughs> yeah, trust sure. me, he's going to finish. But the thing is, is that he basically is doing what you said, cut out the sugars, eat the protein, everything else. The kid has lost 110 pounds in less than a oh year. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, dad wishes he could do it too and stick with it. But dad can't do that. Yeah. At least, it, at least mentally, I keep telling myself I can't do that. Why can't you do it? I don't know, and I don't, can't figure out why I can't get over the you hump. Know. Why? Why can't you do it? Because it's easier to pick what whatever else is up in the house and eat it when it's in front of you. Okay, so it's so it's about a. Uh, it's a, convenience. Convenient, yeah. It's convenience. Okay, because sometimes, if you look at why you can't. That's that's the uh, where you see where you feel uncomfortable. So if it feels uncomfortable to cook the food, then you know, okay, well that's a trigger point for lack of a better word. Or some people say like, I can't do it because I feel so stressed out that eating the sugars and grains right now make me feel better. Right. Or you know that's one I've heard a lot. And and this is, this is all listen, it's all valid. But I'm just asking because the only way to 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 shift. That is to get rid of the belief that feels like you have to do it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, or the get rid of the belief that you can't. I understand. You know? I understand that I went keto two years ago and lost 50 pounds. It was the best I ever felt. But yeah. once I got to that point, when I went back to work, of course, it happened in the fall. The stress just got to me and I was stress eating. Mm -hmm. And I put on this weight and then started having health issues. I have arthritis right. in my left knee, which is which kills me, and dental yeah. issues and stuff like this. And then COVID hit, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's the like dental stuff is crazy. When you go when you cut out processed foods, mm -hmm. your your gums even can repair. It's right. insane. 
So he, and they tell you that. that I, I've had my dentist tell me every time I go in, like, I don't understand. I don't understand how it happened. And now she's seeing more and more patients really? who cut out sugars and grains who are like, oh, okay. Every every single time they say that that happened. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. But listen, it it's okay. And it, at some point you're going to go, you know what? I'm just – I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't like this anymore. And then you'll just stop. That's generally what most folks do. And that's okay. Well, I, I, I think I'm getting to that point again. So yeah. it's it, – because again, it, it's just getting through that in the whole mental um, stage of dealing with quarantine. Because like you, I've been quarantined or in isolation since March 13th. Yeah. And that's a long time where you're not doing things. And yeah, we were doing some things. My daughter played softball. We were quarantining with, with everybody else. We had our own little quote unquote bubble and this, that, and the other thing. But it's still not the same. It's not the same to be able to go out and not worry about it. The one thing we have a problem with is when we do go out, forgetting our mask and turning around and going back home and getting our mask. I I have done that a few times myself. And you know what I've done? I've put extra masks in the car. I've done that too. I can't be, I can't seem to remember either. And it's really, and I get yelled at by my husband. Why did you bring the mask? Well, my, now he knows to ask me before we leave the house. Because... Well, my thing is, is I have more than one car. My wife yeah. has hers, my son has his, and then I have mm-hmm. mine. And then I have two other ones. Um, and eventually, when I take the two other ones that I don't normally take, they don't have masks in them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. damn. Um, <laughs> so. And, you, and, and then turning around and going home is a pain in the butt. Yeah. Because you forget yeah. about it, or you have to stay in the car and you hope someone, or you have to go through the drive-through and actually going in, which is my new favorite thing is the drive-through pharmacy. But anyhow, that's another story. Do they do the drive-through pharmacy like they do the bank with that like suction? Yes. Tool? Oh, that I love that thing. Yes, I am so impressed. Yeah. I told I told why my, haven't we applied that technology to more things? I told my wife I'll never have to go into the store again. I mean, they could send my groceries out that way, too, really, because it'd be fun just to listen to things hit the tube. I love that thing. Oh, man. I mean, just think of how technology is improving during COVID. I hope it is. Uh, I I hope it is. (laughs) I hope we can figure out how to mail in our ballots. Oh, don't even go there. Uh, I know, I shouldn't. That, that's, that's another story for another time, which tonight begins, which I did not even bring this up. The Democratic National Convention oh, yeah, started this evening. Right. And you just, and I aren't I even watching it. I don't watch any of it. I don't care. Well, I, I have got... I will vote. I'm not saying I'm not right. going to vote. I am going to vote. But I just... I don't know. I don't. I just don't have the heart for it anymore. <laughs> I, you're not the only one. I think a lot of us feel that way, that we are so, so basically disenfranchised or mentally disenfranchised that it's like, what difference does it make if we do vote? Now, of course, we all need to vote, but it doesn't feel like we make a difference at all. Well, in your state, it makes a difference. Yes. I think. Knock on wood. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's got to... That would feel good to live in a state where you felt like your vote mattered. <laughs> but the best part is, is it never mattered before until the last two elections. That's true. And it was really uncomfortable for people because they got, ah, don't worry about it. We don't have to vote. They'll take care of it for us. And right. then this happens. Now, you in the state of California, unfortunately, no matter what you do, doesn't make a difference because you right. are so um, heavily Democratic or, Dem- um, yeah, Democrats in the yeah. state of California that... Um, that it really doesn't make much of a difference for you. 
I am always very interested in the uh, state and local issues yes. that are on the ballots, and I'm very curious as to what I don't even know what's going to be like. Are people even working on stuff? Like I don't even know what's going on. I've not been paying attention, and so I am very curious to get my ballot and to look at that stuff and are, and, and see what's up. Are you not paying attention because the media is not focusing on it, or are you not paying attention to it because you're focused on other things? I am focused on other things. I do try to, you know, scan the news once a day. Uh, the headlines are enough to hurt my feelings. Right. And so I, I just know myself that I operate better and I'm able to help more people if I don't get caught up in the drama of something I can't control. Yeah. And yeah, I, I know exactly what you say because that's when I start getting stressed. Yeah. <laughs> and I figured. Ooh. And I think we all do. I think we are yeah. as a country and, and you know. As somebody who has professionally observed <laughs> and been paid to observe and make jokes about it or been paid to observe and be, be an actor about it, I have observed energy and stress and anger and rage a lot over the years. And it's just, to me, it's it's no accident that there's just, it's just bubbling over. Yeah. And, it, and, and I don't I don't blame people for being upset. No matter what their side is, I just get it that like people have just like had it. I, I'm just hoping I'm just hoping it gets better because it worries me that um, that it, it, we're just going to keep on going down the road and we're not going to see any improvement anywhere. I think that we have no choice but for the pendulum to swing in the other direction. Well, I hope so. Um, I, <laughs> because I, I, I feel like we're I, at the edge. <laughs> And it's time for it to swing on back. But I will say this. Tonight, before you and I uh, got on this show, uh, my husband drove me down the street to go get sushi takeout. I am going to be doing a uh, food allergy test where I have to eat like 120 different kinds of foods in the next three weeks gotcha. so that I can make sure. So, And that's the other thing. I was like, well, I'm not eating a really wide variety of foods because I'm just cooking kind of the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Sushi's great because I can have all the different kind of fish that are on this list that I'm supposed to have. Right. So I was going to pick it up. <clears throat> He's driving me down there. Very popular sushi place. And it was funny because we were there and it was it was like 25 Postmates cars waiting to pick it up to take it to people. And I actually <laughs> left the house and went to go get it. Uh. And, um, and um, I'm like, people better be tipping their Postmates and their Grubhub and their DoorDash and all those people because they're out there doing it for people. Exactly. You know? But on the way back... And this is this is classic everywhere a-hole, I'm sure, but this is definitely an L.A. thing where people – okay. So the guy who is in his lane decides somebody's turning, and he decides he wants to go around the car and, and almost hit my husband driving the car. Right. You know, because he wants to – instead of waiting and seeing if it's safe to actually pass the car he wants to pass, he just gets into the lane. And my husband honks and swerves over, manages to avoid an accident, and the guy – honks back, gives my husband the finger. Of course. Of course. And I've always said in L.A., they can't take the honk. You can't, <laughs> like, they just can't take it. They're so full of rage that even if you're 100% right and they're 100% wrong, right. they will honk back at you, they'll cuss at you, they'll, they'll chase after you. Like, it's so crazy. It's America so, 2020. It's America 2020, and I just felt like that is everyone's emotions right, right. now on practically every topic. You're exactly right. Screw you, screw you, yeah. <laughs> rage, murder. Like, it's like, what? Anna, we got to step away for a brief moment. We'll come back to you in just a few minutes here, okay? 
great. You're online with Bill Alexander. We'll be back in a moment with Anna Vicino. Online with Bill Alexander is on WMCK.FM McKeesport. Mixtape Radio International at mtri.co.uk, 991radiorehoboth.com, awakens.eu, steelfm.org, and 107.5 FM, WLDJ, Newcastle. I just think I'm going to play this the rest of the show. I really like it. I'm dancing. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Uh, anyhow, online with Bill Alexander, we have another new affiliate in Owensburg, Kentucky, Orca Radio. We just picked them up last week. So we're just going everywhere, Anna. I mean, we're just... Uh, I love it. I do, too. I never thought... And the best part of it is, as I was talking to my guests last week, I think it's very interesting because before COVID... We were just doing this on one station. It was pre-recorded. That was it. And then we were doing it as the podcast. Well, all of a sudden, after COVID hit, these stations realized they needed content. And then everybody right. started reaching out to me going, hey, can we use the show? And I said, take it. It's right. yours. Um, unfortunately, I can't figure out how to monetize it yet, but you're, they're using it as content. So, <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> I, I love doing stuff for free. How about you? Yeah, I do. I actually, I, I do. I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm able to make a living doing a, a voiceover. And so if I sell some books, that's just an added bonus. I, I do. I, I have some businesses. I got some real estate investments. I'm diversified. That's thank good. goodness. That's good. Um, because stuff has definitely ground to a halt and shifted. And I am, like I said earlier, pivoting with it. And I'm actually focusing more now on launching the food brand and doing that because frankly it's more exciting anyway well i, I guess pe- people got to eat no matter what well i realized with this because i was going through that like we were saying earlier that emotional roller coaster last few months mm-hmm. and i do this because when i worked radio 20 years ago i loved every minute of it left because i knew i needed a real career that actually paid the bills but yet was still able to do it online i never realized what this is to me now is actually me being able to keep my sanity by yes. doing this because it helps me at least communicate to people and talk to people like you in different parts of the country or around the world to see what you're dealing with. Because what's interesting is we're all dealing with it and a lot of the times in the same way, but yet we're dealing with it and we're dealing with it together. I couldn't agree more. And I have really enjoyed talking to people around the country as well, because frankly, what you see on the news, right? I'm never quite sure if you can believe it. It sounds like, from what I see on the news, everybody in certain parts of the country is uh, are not wearing masks right. and are all crazy and attacking each other. And then you talk to people who are actually there on the ground. They're like, no, no, we're not leaving. We're not. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, oh, okay, no, I understand. Like, you know what I mean? They just want to cover the extremes, and that's always a really tricky thing. And, and I, I never thought I would be somebody railing against media. And here I am on radio railing against media. I'm on radio and I rail against it on a regular basis, but not in the same, not not for the reason that most people would think. Now, right. I I since I've had all this free time, I've been doing Google searches, and I recently done Google search about you. Now, of course, oh you're, my goodness, you're, here we go. You and you and my dad should have a conversation. So my dad would be like, "Hey," uh, and he'll send me an article from the Wall Street Journal or something like they did a thing on on that product that you did an ad for ten years ago, and I'm like, "What?" 
well, I don't even remember that. Well, I came across this this thing in inter- international movie database, and I'm going through mm-hmm. it. And I'm going. I have to watch this because it jumps out at me. You did a video short in 2009 called "Funeral Sex." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my fr- I think that's my friend Leslie Tassina wrote that and directed that, and I cannot remember what it's about. But I think it's about people having sex at funerals. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Memory <laughs> well, how can you tell by the title? But uh, <laughs> but I'm watching it going, she'll do anything, won't she? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm a comic, so pretty much. I mean, that's hilarious. It real it <laughs> it really is. Because and and you get and you're doing the narration, giving the guidelines of how to do it properly, how that's to not. That's what do, it was. That's right. How that's not to right. get how not to get uh, attached, and this yes. isn't to establish relationships. Try that's different. Right. I did th- my my medical voice exactly. My medical, Try my different voice. things with different people, right. even yes. with the same sex. It's just hilarious listening to you, and I <laughs> and I'm watching it going, that would be funny. I could actually see doing something with that and making it a longer bit because I should tell, I should text Leslie and tell her it is. It's just hilarious. Now there was another thing you did too. And uh-huh. unfortunately I can't find the title of it, but I'll ask you, it's about a bunch of dysfunctional Democrats during the Persian Gulf war. With and George Bush, one of the gentlemen is running for mayor of the town, and he wants to oh. take all the money and he wants to send it overseas. Is that a new tomorrow? That's it. Thank you. Oh my god, <clears throat> that was so. That was like two thousand four. Right. That's a deep cut, man. Yeah. That's... I I want. Oh, I mean, but the bad thing is about it is it's topical. You could run that thing no. now. You know what's crazy is that uh, CNN did a, uh, what's it called, a documentary on 1968, and I watched yes. it maybe like a month ago. Yeah. And, uh, and it, for me, it was very interesting because I, I was waiting for the highlights, you know, MLK and, and yes. Bobby Bobby Kennedy being shot. And, and, but I didn't, there was a bunch of other stuff I just didn't know because it was a few years before I was born and I didn't know. Oh, I was two and, in 1968, just to let you know. Yeah, so you didn't know, you know what I mean? You don't know, you don't have an awareness of it. So I watched it. It was very interesting. And then it was literally like you could remove names of certain people and replace them with names today. And it was literally history repeating itself. One moment in particular, a very young Dan Rather was covering the election Mm -hmm. saying, you know, it's going to be a very late night here. Uh, stick around with us. Um, surely this will be the final election that we ever use the very antiquated electoral college because it doesn't seem to be working very well for this country. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Has it worked in 2000? It hasn't worked. Here we are. <laughs> well, what's interesting about that is I had a guest on last week who's a journalist by the name of John Daly. And I had John mm-hmm. on and I made a comment at the end of the program. I said, we never thought that we would be live, reliving the last 100 years in eight months from a pandemic. Oh, that is so true. From the market crashing mm-hmm. to civil unrest. Mm-hmm. We never thought we would be able to see all that condensed into an eight-month time period. And I'm going, if you think about it, that's really scary. That is really scary. Oh, and by the way, because of this pandemic, I found out how many of my relatives died in the 1918 pandemic. A lot of them. The Spanish flu, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them. 
in, in fact, my my grandmother had like uh, seven brothers and sisters, and four of them died wow. in that. Hold on, I'm muting myself because I have to sneeze. So say, vamp, vamp. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll just laugh. I mean, I'll just sing and dance. That's fine. Um, on the phone, Ryan, we have Anna Vicino. Oh, it's okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> That's good. I guess. It'll, it'll come back when we least expect. Anyway, so but the th- interesting about, thing about it is, you said you didn't know about family members. Did you even know there was a pandemic in 1918, or the Spanish flu before this all happened? Listen, the only thing I know about 1918 is whatever I saw on like what's that show with the t- people? It's like upstairs, downstairs, but it's the Gosford, not Gosford Park, but the show that was like Gosford Park. Yes, I know. Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey. Downton yeah. Abbey. That that's all that I know about 1918. I mean, that is World War One ended. Like, I don't know anything. No, I don't know anything. None of us do. That's why I think it's really interesting that we're reliving history because we never thought it would happen again. And you and you have people that are on Facebook, the, the rational ones who are pulling out news articles and photographs from 100 years ago, showing people wearing masks and talking about the death toll and even the pictures of the animals wearing masks during that time because they didn't they didn't have the technology we have now to deal with it but they knew a mask was going to help in some way shape or form see that's what i didn't understand when early on when they were like no you don't have to wear a mask and i was like are you sure because it it seems like a good idea well (laughs) did you notice the asian countries they're getting Uh through this because they wear masks all the time. They don't have mask shame. They right. just wear masks. They've been wearing masks since I used to do trade shows in like 2001. And and it was uh, SARS or something yes. going on back then. And they would all come to the trade show wearing masks. And I, we were all like, ha, 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 they look dumb. Yeah. Like, and now I'm like, they're so smart. They're so smart. Well, that's the oh, whole that thing. That mask looks stupid. It's like, no, that mask saves lives. So, no. are you <laughs> having a problem now. with people in California, like we are here, that feel that the masks are beneath them or they're stepping on their constitutional rights? Um, yes, that is happening. However, the local and state mandates yes. demand masks. Um, I, I, My husband and I went on a week ago Sunday to go get swabbed for COVID clean, by the way. And, um, we, uh, we were at the, the urgent care waiting in this, in the six foot spots, you know, they put on the ground, right. which were very helpful. I love those things. I would have no idea. And apparently most other people wouldn't either because they, people crowd you. Yeah. Oh like gosh. Yeah. And, and this guy was down at the El Pollo Loco and he looked like maybe like mid 60s. He had on a tie dye shirt. He looked like a cool older gentleman. And he walked, I couldn't figure it out. No mask. Everyone else is wearing masks. No mask. Walked right next to everybody when everyone's in line to get a COVID test, by the way. That, that's, what, that's why anyone's going to urgent care is right. to get a COVID right. test. And I was like, and he just did, didn't, didn't like try to arc around people. You know what I mean? He just walked right, right by through. Him right through them everybody and i was like what are you doing so i think that there's a little bit of like yes you're outside you don't need to wear the mask you're not supposed you know you're not mandated to wear the mask outside but there's a little bit of common sense that's like well don't walk right up on the people in line to get a covid test who might have been exposed well they don't think that way and then around here they were saying well i can do whatever i want you're not allowed to take these rights i'm going wait a minute no shoes no shirt no service 
Yeah, we're all we're all on board with that. We've done that. I told hey, we're so- all on board with stopping at stop signs so we don't kill each other. Exactly. Are we okay with that? I had That's somebody okay, who right? who I respect, who who I've known for twenty plus years, go to me saying, no one's going to tell me to do that. I looked at him and I said, so if I walk to that store next door and drop my pants before I walk in, you're not going to have a problem with that. He goes, no, you'll be arrested. I said, what's the difference than wearing a mask? Yeah. I said, that's what doesn't make sense to me because to them, it's a slight inconvenience. So is a seatbelt, but I wear one. Right. The only, I mean, listen, you're you're preaching the choir. Uh, but, I'm like, but, put on the mask. What, but, what does it hurt? It but, doesn't hurt you. But Anna, the reason that, that whole I, thing about it hurts people is a lie. It's but a the lie. reason why I'm doing that is the people that are listening out there, other than the ones in London that are really smart, but the ones around here need to hear this, because right. in their minds they're above the uh, above the the regulations or the law or whatever you want to call do it. Do you think we're really changing anyone's minds right I, now? They're probably printing off pictures of us and stapling <laughs> it to a thing and be like, must murder these two. Add these two to my murder list because they told me to wear a mask. I'm telling you, it's crazy right now. I know it is, but I got to... See, I'm, I'm thinking I'm helping the common good here. Now you're just knocking me down. I don't mean to knock you down. I'm just afraid of getting murdered by some person who's like she's stupid i'm gonna kill her well you're, you're... Every, that's the other thing everything goes to death threats by the way well, like where it's like we jump immediately to you must die and it's like what you have a lithuanian contractor protecting you what do i have do you need me to send him over <laughs> yeah i do i need work done uh... he's, really tough. he's six foot four okay he's very tough <laughs> but again it <laughs> we've only had two fights where we've yelled at each other okay. in six months, which is pretty good. That's, that's hey. my husband and I have definitely had more fights than that. Than that's my awesome. Contractor and I. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, but, but but my my point is is though is we need people to understand that these do work. Um, I have one now that I'm really impressed because my niece gave it to me. It has Mister Yuck on it. Oh, that's awesome! From I used to put I. In a in a prescient moment when I was a child, I got a Mr. Yuck sticker and put it on the sugar bowl. Because remember when you, you uh, your family very the good sugar bowl out, yes, and you would put the sugar on your cereal. You would just sprinkle sugar yes. on your cereal. That's what we did back then. Yes, that's clever. I need to tell her. My niece is. Sh- don't tell anybody this. Is the director of Pittsburgh Poison Control in Pittsburgh. Don't tell me. They anybody. still do the mis- Are they yeah, still Yeah, they're still Mister Yuck? Yuck. Yeah, because that's feel a... like Mister Yuck needs a resurgence. Well, they're. I don't think the kids these days know who Mister Yuck is. They're trying to remarket it right now. They're getting ready. So if if they need anybody to do voiceover work, I know who to call. Please send Be- them my way. <laughs> Please, kids. <laughs> Don't eat that. That should just that should be the campaign. Don't, don't eat that. Don't eat that. I like that. An old Italian grandmother just yelling at you. Don't eat that. Don't eat that. Um Johnny, don't eat that. So you you mentioned earlier about voiceover work. So there's nothing out there right now? Well, it's not nothing, but it's slow. I think, you know, usually I do a few video games a month and right. I think I've done maybe three or four in the past five months. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's happening. I'm, I'm lucky. I have a home studio. I installed a home studio. Yep. Um, you know, the big winners are, uh, people who make equipment that you can buy and put in your house. Those, those are the people making money right now. 
and I remember hearing an interview with the guy who uh, owns Sweetwater, which is one of my favorite yes. sites yes. for equipment. They're so nice and so which which is really, really nice that you just plugged it on the show, and I'm getting no money for it. But thanks. I know, but but they I heard an interview with the CEO, and he when the when it was back in China, he thought this is coming here, and he doubled down on his inventory. And I was like, no, see there you go. I was like, we'll never get sick. Yeah. It'll never happen to us. The one thing that's frustrating me about this, and, and and it's because I've been doing this for so long, is that now everybody thinks they can do it. And some of the stuff that I've been listening and I, and I and I'm Don't not worry. and I'm not including always rises to the top. I know. William Eric. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, my dumb question is if cream rises to the top, what sinks to the bottom? <laughs> Uh, lactose, which is sugar. We don't want sugar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, but there are people now, and I'm on four different platforms for the for the podcast that people can download the recording. And I noticed tonight that there's two celebrities that are a couple that are doing it now. They've done three episodes. And I'm thinking, why are they getting promoted? The program is awful, but because they have famous names, they're going to be promoted above everybody else. And the sure. rest of us that are creating consistent content over and over again, we're the ones being forced to the bottom. Right. So. Well, I can't. Listen, I, I've made a living in Hollywood for 16 years and dealt with that oh, injustice I, for quite some I'm time. I'm sure you have. That's yeah. that's why I'm so thankful that I'm doing radio again now with the program, because at least now I know people are listening. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, on average, how many people subscribe to your YouTube channel? Oh, I don't know. I think I think I'm barely over a thousand. Really? But I but I've only just started putting the things out there, and and frankly, I'm not the best at promoting it. Ah, see, I'm in the same boat you are because I don't do it either. I really like Instagram. And I really, oh, I, and I, most of my audience seems to be on Facebook. Okay. But I, so it's funny how you gravitate towards the thing that you like. You know what I mean? Not necessarily the thing that's going to help, help you. Help you. Yeah. And I will say most of the traffic to my website is gone, goes through Pinterest. So I made sure to put, you know, do a bunch of boards over there. But I, Pinterest is like, I, I don't even understand what I'm looking It's such a, it's confusing the interface. I don't like it. But People find recipes that way, right. obviously, because it's a visual medium, and um, so it's it's good for that. But yeah, I uh, I am I have a very active Facebook group, and so I'll do live videos for them. Right, I'm like those are my people. I'll do the live videos there, and also I think I shied away from YouTube for so long because YouTube is the place where they will literally like they'll just get on there and be like, "You're dumb, you're fat, mm -hmm. you're stupid." <laughs> I'm like. Why are you mean? Well, looking at your... I really am a firm believer in not being mean. Right. I just really am. You know? I'm looking at your YouTube page right now, and you have 1,000... 1.13,000 uh, subscribers. Mm. So, that that that's impressive, especially you've been doing it since when? The beginning of the year? When did I, I... No, I think I started putting... Yeah, maybe at the beginning of the year. I think I was supposed to put videos up when the book came out last year. My second cookbook okay. came out. But then I didn't because <laughs> this is what happens when you run everything yourself. You don't always do things when you're supposed to. Well, my problem is, is I can't keep track of everything. 
it's just so much to keep track of. And it, like I, I watched the people who were like, okay, here's what you do. You take the YouTube video and then you make a transcription of it and you put the PDF on the thing. And then you make the, t- then you get snippets and you put them on Instagram and then you make a TikTok and then you take that and you make it. And I'm like, kill me now. I can't, I can't do all that. Are you kidding me? This is what it takes. Cause I, I can't do it. Like if I feel inspired to put a joke on Twitter, I'll put a joke on Twitter. Gotcha. If I feel inspired to shoot a live video. I'll shoot and, a live video. And I video. have the ingredient. I'll shoot a live video, but I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't hit it that hard. I'm just the only thing I will do is I will do Instagram stories and I document everything I cook on my Instagram stories because okay. to me it's the easiest way to do it. And people know this and they will write down what I make and then they'll make it a couple nights later and do a story back, which I oh, love. Oh, that's cool. That makes me thrilled. Yes. That is, that is really awesome because yeah. um, at least you know the audience is actually interacting with you this way. It, it is a it's. That's the fun part about it. Now, you know, have you thought about doing a Zoom cooking lesson? How, I mean, I oh, yeah. I mean, I can. What do you do? You just say like I'm doing a Zoom cooking. I do lesson. a Zoom cooking and lesson, then, and, and then everybody signs up for it, and I just do it over Zoom. Yeah, and people actually can watch you and interact with you. That's a great idea. Thank you. I'll send you the bill. Bill. That's a great idea. Because think about it, because you could actually have them interact during the chat, and you can also have them interact that, or or do this. I thought about it because I always did it on Facebook, but or, why or, not do it on Zoom or, and have it be a, a, a contained, you know, group. And, and you can record it. But the other thing you can do, too, is you can have the people buy the same ingredients and have them and make it along with, with you. That's really fun. Because then that way, everybody can tell their what worked, what didn't work, their horror stories back and forth. You know, I should do that with anything having to do with cauliflower because people freak out, like the cauliflower tots and the cauliflower crust and things right. like that. People freak out. I'm like, don't freak out. It's not scary. I should do that because it'll demystify it. It'll demystify. Listen, I saw a meme that said, if cauliflower can become pizza, you, my friend, can become anything. I love it. <laughs> so, you know, keep well, that in mind. Let me know when you do the Zoom meeting. I will be there front and center. That's great. Because I think that's I think that's the direction you need to take it into. Yeah. And when you unveil the marinara sauce, when it's finally actually ready to ship. Yes, which it should be in three days. So <sighs> no more tomato shortage or anything? No. The, well, there wasn't a shortage. It was that the hurricane disabled the logistics of getting it delivered. Okay. So we found a new distributor who was closer by who actually had some, but it just took an extra week to get the account set up. So it was very interesting. I am learning a lot. I'm sure you are. And I'm also learning a lot about how, like, you can talk for an hour with people about saving seven cents a jar on <laughs> And it's all very important because you want to save seven cents a jar. Right, because you – yeah, I got gotcha. you. You know? And because and right now it's, it's, uh, it's priced higher than I want it to be. You know what I mean? I want to get that price down. So, right. um, but listen, it's going to happen. It's we're making our first small batch of about three thousand jars. I like how that's small. But. I know. I, I mean, I my dad goes, "Are you doing it? Doing it in your kitchen?" That's what I was just going to ask. No, Dad. Oh, you and my dad. I swear to God. <laughs> no, we're not making it in my kitchen. That's illegal. Well, I'll go to jail. Depends on where you're at, I guess. I would go to the FDA jail. 
or the USDA jail. USDA, Actually, probably. I probably wouldn't because I don't think there's any more oversight. <laughs> it's all over. It, no one cares. I could, I could make it in my kitchen and just ship it to people. Yeah, shh, don't Ooh, tell, great. Don't tell I anybody. I from mine. Okay. Shh, Who cares? Don't tell anybody. Don't just tell just anybody. don't tell anybody. Shh. There's no oversight. We're all going to hell in a handbasket. Who are we kidding? <laughs> Anna, I want to thank you for my therapy this evening. Uh, <laughs> thank you for having me, friend. It's so good to talk to you. I enjoy talking to you, too. It's a, it's a blast, as always. And, um, again, tell everybody where they can find you at and how they can get a hold okay. of marinara sauce. I am on all the socials. My name, at Anna Vicino. You can get the cookbook, Eat Happy and Eat Happy 2, gluten-free, grain-free, low-carb recipes for a joyful life. Um, on the Amazon at Barnes and Noble, you can get it directly from my publisher. Go to my website. Uh, I'm still get... waiting for my free copy that I haven't got yet. Um, anyway, I need, I need your address. Um, <laughs> EatHappyKitchen.com is where you get the marinara. Get it? It's it's actually a super duper high quality marinara. It's all organic. It's non-GMO, no sugar added. Obviously, it's uh, dairy free for the folks who are doing dairy free because you know there's a lot of those folks out there these right. days. And uh, no, it's a and it's made with Villacapalli olive oil and Redmond's real salt, which are two products that I'm in love with, and I managed to wrangle them and put their ingredients in my sauce. So oh, I'm that's awesome! So, yeah. so who is producing the sauce for you? Uh, it's uh, actually a guy in Tennessee who's doing it, okay. who has a, a a factory there. Okay. He's, he's a co-packer there. And then it's being fulfilled and distributed. And by the way, going back and forth on the special packaging that we need to ship marinara without having any cracks, obviously. You don't want the jars to right. break. Um, that that was about an eight-week-long process to figure out exactly how to package and ship these things. So okay. this has been a lot. This has been a two-year development. Oh, wow. So well, congratulations. It's great that it's finally happening. Thank you. And I wish you the best of luck. And I can't. I cannot wait to see the YouTube commercial for the the marinara sauce. Yes, that is going to happen as soon as I have it with the label on it in my hot little hands. I cannot wait to start shooting is you, content. Is with your it. picture on the label? No. Oh. God no. Good God no. <laughs> that no. would be so enjoyable. People need to see that. It's it's already on the cover of the second book. They that they can they can gaze upon that. Okay, sounds good. Anna, thank you very much. It was a pleasure of all way. I know we'll talk together soon. You have a great night and keep safe. You too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Anna Vicino here online with Bill Alexander. Uh, Enjoyable as always. My therapy of the month. (laughs) It's just nice to talk to somebody that just has that much life and that much enthusiasm. Wish her best of luck in the marinara sauce because, again, um, we wish her all the best with the cookbooks and everything too. Anyway, that's going to wrap up another show for another week. Hard to believe time flies when we're having fun back in next week. We have an actress coming back in Anna um, Duvall Franco who will be with us and we're keeping our fingers crossed that the last Monday of the month of August, we will have the singer songwriter Melanie did a brand new key. Ma, look what they've done to my song and many, many others. We're working on that one right now to get her on the program. So we're keeping our fingers crossed it will happen at the end of this month. But if it doesn't, we'll have someone else in that week, and we'll let you know next week. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for yours truly, Bill Alexander. Everyone, you have a great week. I am out of here, and you've been listening to Online with Bill Alexander. This has been a Million Dollar Baby production. 
For more information, go to italknet.com. Ready to launch a new career or not sure what to do after graduation? Rumpke is hiring for CDL driving trainees. We pay you to get your CDL license while working for us. Driver trainees receive $18 an hour, great benefits, and Rumpke will pay your CDL costs. Once you're a CDL driver, you can earn $1,000 to $1,300 a week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in your first year. Apply today and launch a lucrative career at Rumpke. Apply now at RumpkeCareers.com. Equal opportunity employer. Restrictions apply. If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. Switch to Metro by T-Mobile and save more. Get the new iPhone SE, now with 5G, at the lowest price in prepaid. Just $99.99. I post a lot. And thanks to the iPhone SE with 5G and advanced 4K camera, I'm snapping and sharing while my followers are smashing the like button. Switch and get the iPhone SE for just $99.99. Only at Metro. Save more versus national prepaid brands. Limited time offer, in-store only, price for 64GB model with eligible port, $60 plan and ID. See 5G device coverage and access details at MetroByTMobile.com.